This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. As we've been talking about the entire first hour of the show, tipping is everywhere. And I'm asking you, when do you tip someone? With new digital payment terminals being rolled out, more places are giving you the option to tip, and even more transactional places like bakeries or convenience stores. And you don't need to to have a PhD in mathematics to know that tipping can really add up. A dollar here, a dollar there. It impacts the bottom line. So let's bring in personal finance columnist Aaron Broverman for his thoughts on this one. Aaron is the lead editor at Forbes Advisor Canada. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Hey, Dave. It's uh, nice to be here, and I really want to talk about tipping with you. It feels like it's one that definitely gets people's feathers ruffled, no matter how you talk about it. I I laid it out in the intro, but have you noticed that more places are looking for a tip? Absolutely. Like, we're not just talking about your bartender or your server anymore. We're seeing tipping happen uh, at other places like your Starbucks, your Subway, uh, filling up your propane tank. Even at the mechanics, uh, they're asking for a tip. Uh, This is a phenomenon known as tip creep, and it seems to have taken hold uh, after the pandemic as uh, businesses try to uh, either uh, raise wages for their staff uh, without actually raising wages or just uh, recover some of their bottom line from Mm. the pandemic. Aaron, beyond more places looking for a tip, are expectations changing around what's the appropriate amount to tip? Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned those those pin pads. Well, merchants can program those to uh, create a tip option. And it used to be that uh, tips were between like 15% to 25%. But these days, I've been handed a pin pad and we're seeing tips of 18% to 30%. And uh, Simon Peck at the University of Victoria, uh, he studies sustainability and organization theory, says that this is something called choice architecture. So when you're given a choice of higher tip amounts, you think it's more appropriate to tip higher. So it might be annoying to you, but we're still inclined to do it, to press that 18% or 30%. Even when you buy things at Uber and you have to tip in those places, it defaults to 18% instead of 15 and you have to go back to select 15 if, if you're not careful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're even seeing some uh, literature out there, some articles of people saying, now there's even little smiley faces or pictograms next to the kind of tip that you're giving. It's like, so if you give 15%, it says, ooh, you know, that's just okay. So all of a sudden, these, these machines are messing with our psychology too. Aaron, I'm curious about the nature of a kind of service. And maybe this is a little more of a personal question than an academic question, but does the nature and type of service influence the amount that someone one may tip like does a barista get a different amount than a barber 
Yeah, I, I think so, because usually you want to tip somebody where um, the expectations are beyond the owner of the business's control. So the owner may not know how a server is performing at a restaurant, but you certainly do. So it's good for you to be able to evaluate their service and be able to tip, as opposed to when you're dealing with the counter directly and there isn't that intermediary interaction in the same way. In fact, the, the owner and the business, uh, they might be serving you there directly. Um, and sometimes even you don't even know where your tip is going at both of these places because sometimes there's a house cut even at a restaurant. So it's important to ask, uh, where is my tip going if you're if you're unsure? Mm. Aaron, there's an important disability slant to this because we know there are certain barriers that a disability may create in terms of accessing services or being able to conduct a service on our own. So what are some examples of this? And tell me a little bit more about the disability tax. So some, yeah, people call this the disability tax, especially disability activists to sort of raise awareness at the increased cost of having a disability because of increasing medical needs, because of uh, barriers that are put in our way. Um, for me, it's as simple as having to use Uber more often mm -hmm. to to get around because I, I don't drive as a person with a disability and, and you can drive as a person with a disability, but uh, they make it more complicated and more expensive than it would be for the average person. Even something as simple as building IKEA furniture, I can't build those uh, pieces myself and I don't always have someone available to build it for me from my family, so I automatically always have to hire those IKEA furniture building services and those places charge a pretty penny on top of the purchase price of the actual furniture that you've bought. So for me, I find that I'm tipping more often for more services. Uh, even with Uber, not all places have Uber Assist, but sometimes I need help from the driver to get my bags to the door, and I kind of feel social pressure to tip them a little more mm. than a non-disabled person might who doesn't need the same sorts of help that I do. Aaron, I have to apologize for the Captain Obvious nature of this question, but I, I think you probably know what I'm mining for here when I say, how would this end up impacting someone's finances as those tips for services add up, um, especially for those people with disabilities who are on fixed incomes? Well, yeah, think about how the price of goods has risen anyway um, because of inflation. And then on top of that, you're adding a tip, you're basically allowing the business to uh, cover their um, employees' increased expenses through inflation by raising their wages, but they're not actually giving them a living wage. They're relying on the customer to tip and give them that little bit extra. So I think instead of you know, tipping all the time everywhere. Of course, tipping is appropriate some places, and we should definitely tip for good service. But mm -hmm. I think we should advocate for, um, you know, s small businesses to give their employees a living wage and not always expect that uh, they're going to recover some of that uh, monetary uh, gain that they've lost um, just because, you know, the customer is tipping. Like, I don't want to tip a corporation 
like Subway or Starbucks when I know that they could cover it themselves if they wanted to. Aaron, I've said it a million times this week. I was just saying in the last segment, I'm probably going to have to put a moratorium on this expression, but kindness is not a replacement for good policy. Expecting kindness from customers is not a replacement for paying employees a living wage. And now I'm going to stop using that expression this week. I'm putting a moratorium. I may even put a month-long moratorium on me using that expression. I, I don't know if I can hold myself to that. Aaron, I want to finish here and circle back to something broader. Um, there's more preemptive tips than ever before. Services like Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes, where you're giving your tip almost even before you're completing a transaction. How do you feel about that? How does that change the landscape? I mean, even let's not even just talk about the tip because you have to pay the service fees. And if you don't want to pay the service fees, you have to get their Uber Pass or their subscription services to cover the fees for you. So you're you're paying anyway, even before you tip, even if you're tipping in advance. So I would caution people to uh, be careful of their use of those services. Of course, as we talked about, people with disabilities might have to use them more often. But when you're talking about things like food delivery through Uber Eats and that sort of thing, try not to to use them. Try to see if you can get delivery uh, directly from the restaurant sometimes or limit your use mm. of, of these services if you can. Aaron, we got to get out of here, but thank you for this. Thank you for your thoughts on this topic. Yeah, I hope uh, we can tip towards good service in the future. <laughs> Amen to that. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.